0: Welcome to Sports Buds Hockey Podcast, where we discuss the ins and outs of all things hockey and where everyone's perspective is appreciated. Please welcome your hosts, Merrick Zemp and Colin Simpson.
1: Hello, and welcome to Sports Buds Hockey Podcast, episode number 17. My name is Merrick Zemp, and with me, as always, is Colin Simpson. How are you doing tonight, Simps?
0: Doing good, man. Been an exciting couple of days of hockey. So, really looking forward to this one.
1: Absolutely fantastic. Uh, so what we're going to talk about today is the conclusion of round one. We'll be talking about who, who surprised, if there was any sort of surprises. And after that, we'll kind we'll of touch base on how we looked at uh, our brackets and how we looked overall for those. One of us fared a lot better than the other one. And then from there, we'll talk about some round two matchups and just sort of see what's happening from that point.
0: Yep, it was definitely exciting. Uh, last couple of games kind of took it to the next level. The playoffs have been pretty good the whole way. Lots of really good matchups. Uh, didn't know which way it was going to go most of the time. And then the last few days really took it to complete confusion at that point, but excitement, that's for sure. Just
1: crazy. We'll start off uh, you know, with what they're calling the, the biggest upset of all time in the NHL. Uh, obviously, the highest point spread between the, the two teams that played in the first round. Uh, so the Boston Bruins and the Florida Panthers. Uh in this one uh, I watched the last couple of games. I watched game 6. Uh absolute barn burner 7-5 for for Florida and then into overtime in game 7 uh where the Florida Panthers upset the Boston Bruins.
0: Yeah, I didn't see game 6, but I did see game 7. Uh it was pretty crazy. What a roller coaster ride that was. You look at a team like Florida out of nowhere getting a couple early. Just kind of stunning the crowd a little up to nothing. The battle back from the Bruins, next thing you know, it's 2-2. You're like, well, okay, it can go either way. Bruins take the lead. I thought for sure at that point, the Bruins had momentum, but uh, Florida didn't give up. They had belief the whole way. The battle back, got something real late, goalie pulled, and then the, to steal it in overtime. But uh, I do definitely want to make a point that is it as much as it was the biggest point spread between two teams, there's no doubt about that, and Bruins had best season ever, etc., but not more than a year removed. Boston was not in the place they were then. They have pretty much the exact same team. They added a few pieces. So I don't think they was as good as they finished. In Florida, we kind of overlooked them. And because they didn't have the same point total, but they only swapped out Huberto for Kachuk. Kachuk had more points than Huberto. So I think we undervalued them a little. And so I think the matchup was a lot closer than it was, but it's still an upset nonetheless.
1: You look at this matchup last year and it was one versus eight, the opposite direction. So obviously in one year, there was a a changing of positions between these two teams. So yeah, it really was kind of the season they had as opposed to necessarily the personnel they had. So really good series, pretty amazing. Uh, Well, you know, who've we seen the last of when it comes to the Boston Bruins Uh, Bergeron, perhaps Krejci, perhaps, uh, you know, could be some big changes there. Uh, Next up on the list, Toronto and Tampa Bay. They call it a curse. They call it a streak. They call it all kinds of things, but no matter what they call it, it's over.
0: Yeah. The fact of the matter is all that really matters is the Leafs are through. Uh, I watched almost every game in the series. I think I've made it pretty clear in a couple other ones. I don't believe Toronto really deserved to win that series. Uh, Did they deserve to lose that series? No. At the same time, uh, it was the type of series where I felt Tampa Bay kept the lead and they showed almost the whole time uh, other than the one decisive win by Toronto, but they were all close enough games. They made sure they had a chance. They had to battle some more adversity, not based on anything other than just you've been out 19 years and you keep losing three games to one when you're up. There was just that more mental compared to a team that has already got a couple cups. There's a little less pressure on Tampa Bay to produce as opposed to Toronto, who were really, in my opinion, at a make it or blow it up season. You know, I felt like Dubas was gone, even though I don't believe he should be gone. I think he would have been gone. I think you'd have seen a couple of big stars get moved. I think this was their last shot at uh, doing something with this complete core. Not saying that they won't have many chances in the future, but this complete core, I think this was their last chance. So at the end of the day, they're through. I'm happy they're through. wanted to see if Canadian team through, but... I think they need to do more in order to get as far as I've predicted them to get.
1: I agree. And I, I think that Tampa Bay was a team that uh slowed down in the second half and really couldn't uh couldn't get it going the way they needed to when playoffs came around. And they still made it a pretty good series, a couple of games in overtime, including game six. Could've went either way, obviously. Um yeah, I, I think that it was a, a much closer series than even four two suggests. So it was a close one, and I agree that the, the Leafs are going to have to do a little bit more in the next round if they want to keep playing. Next one up, Carolina and the Islanders. I know this was heartbreak for you, but the Islanders, or the uh, Hurricanes moved on. Uh, 4-2, couple games in overtime. You know, somewhat close series, but uh, I think Carolina had it pretty much the whole way without too much
0: trouble. I didn't know for sure if this would be much closer than this. Maybe a 4-2 is probably what would have been fitting even going into it. Obviously, I picked the Islanders to get through, but... Carolina is a much deeper team, a little more experienced. They kind of almost should be at this point every year. They kind of in the same spot, they should be kind of getting a little bit further each year. There should be some progression there. You know, I thought the Islanders maybe would fight one more game out or keep it really close, but yeah, I agree with you. I think Carolina from watching some of the games in that, I think even though Islanders took some games, I don't think it ever really looked in jeopardy. Yeah.
1: No, and it's good to have them moving on. So, uh, the next one up just finished tonight: uh, the New York Rangers versus the New York New Jersey Devils. Uh, really good series, uh, huge momentum swings. Two wins by the Rangers, three by the Devils. Another one by the Rangers, and into the game seven with the goalie that we've never heard of that came out of nowhere, uh, posting a shutout tonight to win four nothing. Um, really impressive win by the Devils, and, and really a, a good statement for them, but. You know, are, do they really have much to go on? I don't know, but it, we can really enjoy the game tonight and be happy that they uh, they managed to beat their rivals.
0: Yeah, two words come to mind when I look at this series. I look at uh, shell-shocked and lackluster. Like, I think shell-shocked in the sense that uh, the Rangers don't think quite they realize what they had coming at them and what the New Jersey Devils bring and how strong they were. And lackluster was, did they just take Jersey too easy? Cause other, okay, they win their first two games, five, one handily. And then after that, they were horrible. Absolutely horrible. We're not talking just like, you know, they were in it. They couldn't score after that. They used up 10 goals in the first two games. How many did they get the rest of the way? Like three, the rest they of the won, entire game? They games? won
1: five, two in one game, but the rest were yeah. two one goal games and a uh, two shutouts.
0: Yeah. So they got shut out twice in the last three games. Like, and look at that lineup. They added more scoring than I've seen on a team in like 15, 20 years. And they got shut out in two games. And not just shut out. It's not, you know, Carey Price in his prime shut you out. Schmeed, or whatever this guy's name is. It was the most embarrassing time to be a Rangers fan in a very long time. To see that type of talent on a team go out and play that poorly with that little effort. So shocked I am. I really, I had Rangers going far. Uh Not that I think Jersey was a bad team, but I did never think that that much experience would come out and play that flat.
1: It, it was definitely a surprise, but I am proud to, uh proud the Jersey Devils went through, especially, you know, given they've been out of the playoffs. They've actually been out of the playoffs. The last series they won was to go to the Stanley Cup final uh, in 2007, I think it was, or no, 2012. So it's been 10 years since they've won any sort of series 11 now I guess. So pretty impressive, uh, good for them. Uh moving over to the Western Conference, we've got the Minnesota Wild versus the Dallas Stars. Uh this was one where I know I kind of thought that the the Minnesota team was going to be a little more of a handful for for Dallas. I thought they would, you know, put it to them and and take advantage of that, but uh they were pushed aside 4-2. Big wins by Dallas, a good first round by
0: them. Yeah, I think this was a battle of consistency versus highs and lows of Minnesota. Like one game, you see one Minnesota, another game, you see a completely different one. Whereas I feel like Dallas kind of played the same way throughout, even in the games they lost, I felt like they stayed with their game plan and it worked out better for them. They're just stronger, deeper, more experienced. There was so much talk about Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan playing good again after Sagan's injuries. So they just proved to be too much. And, uh they're going through
1: yeah no good good on them it'll be uh the next round will be a good series of course uh they'll be battling the colorado avalanche because they clearly they walked through the first round it was seattle in their first playoff series so they must have won right away A. Eh,
0: yeah i think that oh wait no that's right yet another upset this one in my opinion much bigger than the boston one because i believe the florida team like i mentioned is not as good as Boston, but right up there. This one, there's just no way you saw it. An expansion team with no real stars. I watched that last game. Who the hell is Bjorkstad? And does anybody on Colorado know they have to cover him? Why? Like, I swear to God, they said he hit four posts. He scored like two goals. Uh, I think he had like nine shots on net. <laughs> he was open every single time down the ice. And... Colorado got punished. Now, don't get me wrong. If you watch the game, other than Bjork's dad, the rest of the highlights was Colorado trying to score and Grubauer playing the game of his life. He made some unbelievable saves in that game to keep them in it and hang on enough to to win it. And there they go. That's all you need. Keep yourself in these series and go out and take it. That's why you don't go to game seven. It's all it takes. A
1: couple of posts, a goaltender gets on fire, whatever, and all of a sudden, there you go. The defending champs are out of the playoffs. Uh, next one up is Vegas Golden Knights and Winnipeg Jets. The last time we spoke, uh, Vegas had already beaten the, the Jets 4-1. to uh, Like you said last time, the Jets came out on fire in the first game, and after that, it was all Vegas. Pretty, uh, Pretty consistent, good deep team, lots of scoring balanced all over the place. Pretty easy win for them, really.
0: Yeah, you're looking at even after the, the series is done, you're seeing the turmoil of kind of what is left of Winnipeg. You got players coming out against the coaches uh, out in the public. So you can see they were obviously in a disarray. They were never really in a cohesive unit and ran into a team that is. So as everyone expected, Vegas through.
1: And the last series, the Edmonton Oilers against the LA Kings bitter rivals uh what an amazing series by Edmonton uh and really watching that I mean I watched uh, I think every minute of every game uh them being down 3 nothing in game four down 2-1 in the series and yeah starting the comeback and tying it up in the period and winning in overtime to tie it and then winning two straight after that it was uh pretty amazing and uh Really, really showed the, the heart and the determination. I think the Oilers uh, look poised for a good run. I think that they're they're doing really well, and I think it was a really good series because they played a really tough opponent.
0: Yeah, definitely a great series. My favorite series so far. I think the lesson we kind of take out of this whole series, though, is the LA Kings learned one thing, and that's Leon Dreisaitl is easily the second best player in the NHL. You can look at McDavid all you want, and I watch McDavid, and yes, he's great, But Leon Dreisaitl gave that team fits. They could not handle him. They could not handle him down low. They could not handle his movement. They could not handle his passing. They spent all this time finding ways to funnel McDavid and kind of control him for a lot of that series. But if you stop one guy and the second best guy in the league is still there, this is what happens. You're through.
1: And realistically, the third best guy in the league, Clem Kostin. I think we're all thinking it. The guy is a sniper. He can hit. Uh, The guy does everything.
0: Yeah, he was actually impressive. I never even heard of the guy before, to be honest. But he was actually pretty impressive in that series.
1: And I mean, you know what? Up and down for minutes, just a guy who put a lot of heart into it. So um, really great to see the Oilers um, moving through the next round. So when we talk about that, uh, let's go back and have a quick peek at uh, how we made out for our bracket simps. So let's start uh, on the Western Conference uh, as far as the brackets are laid out. Uh, I on mine had the the Vegas Golden Knights and the uh, Oilers making it through. So I was uh, two for two in this one. How would you do yourself?
0: Yeah, I took the same picks as you. I felt like the, that was going to be the, the way it goes through. Uh, so yeah. we're going to have definitely a first round matchup. And then that is how it ended up being. So we were definitely right, both of us, like you said, two for two on that one
1: and I think it's going to be a great series. I know the the split right now for over the regular season was Edmonton winning a few, I think they were 3-0 and 1 or something against them this year, one overtime loss. But uh they were close games, they were good games. So I think it's going to be really a really good series. I mean, I think if uh the Edmonton LA series taught us anything, it's you you really got to stay out of the box because I think the the power play for Edmonton was in the 60 to 65% range. In the first round, so if you're getting uh goals on two out of three power plays every time that's going to make a big big hole for anybody, so you got to really stay out of the box for those guys, otherwise, I think Edmonds's got a good chance
0: yeah, and that's been the theme in my opinion throughout these playoffs. I think teams are going to have to start looking at that going forward. the old days of the playoff hitting, and there's no power plays, and they just let them kill each other, and you gotta really battle through those are gone. It's just power play after power play, and all the teams Toronto. Edmonton, the teams that are getting through are teams that have great power plays. And so, yeah, I think in that series, it's star power versus depth. I believe uh, Vegas has a little more depth. And if it's depth that plays a part, then they got a better chance. And if it's a star power, it's Oilers.
1: Absolutely. Uh, The next one, I know my bracket doesn't look so good with Colorado versus Minnesota. And I see looking at yours, it looks identical to mine. So I think both of us missed the mark on these two first round series.
0: Uh, are you sure I didn't have Seattle going through? I was pretty sure I had them. Not this year. Hmm. Maybe next year. Uh, okay. Yeah. So we both didn't do so well on this, but what are you going to do? Obviously the Minnesota Dallas one for, our, I think both of us was more or less a coin flip when we were going in. Uh, But we we're both obviously shocked by the Colorado thing. Did I think Colorado was going to repeat this year? Probably not. Do I think they're going to get knocked out in the first round to Seattle? Definitely not. Yeah. Uh, but as we spoke about, it is the way it is. So now we got, uh, a matchup of what? Seattle and Dallas. What are we thinking here?
1: Well, you know what? They were pretty balanced during the regular season. Um, I think they more or less split the series. It's kind of hard to tell with the way the, the records work nowadays. But Seattle matched up pretty well. Um, they actually ended up pretty good against Dallas. So I think this could actually be a pretty decent series. I think there's a very real chance that uh, that Seattle could end up going to the third round. I think they've got a chance in this series, but I do think Dallas will be able to will be able to do it. I just think Seattle has a puncher's chance.
0: Yeah, uh, you can't count them out. Obviously, they just knocked out the champs, but I'm going to count them out. Uh, yeah, I think Dallas. Uh, I, th- I think Dallas is actually going to take this. They're much stronger than I thought. Way more stronger than I gave them credit for. I've caught a few other games. They score by committee for the first time. Like as I mentioned before, the veterans look like they're back. Got some youthfulness to them. Goaltending is strong. I don't see them losing.
1: Have you heard of Bork's Gent? Yeah, you just wait and see. All right, next up, going to the Eastern Conference. We both uh, again matched our profiles on this one, going uh, Boston to get through and Toronto. So uh, we were both one for two on this one. So now we're looking at Florida against Toronto. So what do you think in this one, Simps? Are we going to see? Are we going to see another, in theory, upset with Florida taking this one?
0: No, nope, it's going to be wide open, though. I think it's going to be a lot of scoring. I think uh, as proven in the Boston series, Florida can put up a lot of goals. And most of their wins, they had quite a few goals. They got a lot of different goal scorers who were at some point in their career been like 20 to 30 goal scorers. I do, however, believe that it's going to come down to the power play. Uh, I believe Florida does take some penalties. They do have some guys that play the edge. Bennett and Kachuk from the Flames are one of them and a couple of them. And so I think there will be some penalties in there. And I think Toronto just has too much on the power play, and that's what's going to be the difference.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I think I really like the the way Florida plays. I think it'll be a good series. But I, I still, I had Toronto moving through uh, against Boston, and it doesn't change my opinion to to put them up against Florida. I would still say the same thing. All right, and next up is the Metropolitan Division, where Simpson and I decided to take two completely different paths when it came to getting out of this division. So, Simps, would you say that one of us got it more right than the other one or more wrong? Mm,
0: kind of 50-50. <laughs> I you right, got the 50% wrong? wrong. Yeah, I got the 50% wrong. You got the other 50% right, unfortunately. Yeah, I, uh, I went for a, a shot in the dark. I took a couple upsets here, even though I wouldn't have considered really the Rangers much of an upset going into it. Uh, lower seed, but, you know, by a couple points and they got yeah. players that have done a lot more than the Devils, but I took a shot on the Islanders. We bashed the Islanders every week. I decided to give them some love and it backfired on me.
1: Yeah. Six games later, you can regret that.
0: Yeah. And then what so, about the Rangers? How
1: did you, looking at your bracket, you seem to be pretty high on the Rangers, given that you, uh, oh, look at that. You had them winning the cup.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I I can only imagine how disappointed I am with them. So like I would mentioned earlier, can you imagine being a Rangers fan? This was a team that was good before contenders in the last couple of years and then loaded up. Like I've never seen a team load up in many, many years for a cup run and just did not bring it. And yeah, yeah so I, my, my picks all the way down that line are in some serious trouble going forward in that bracket. No.
1: Yeah. Oh, and like you said, you know getting beat by a goalie we've never heard of and and everything else uh, it's just a, a tough one I know you're gonna say I played it safe I went with the favorites but uh, I really did feel like Carolina and Jersey were going to be the teams that were going to come out of these two matchups although Jersey gave me quite the scare to get there so so now we've got Carolina and New Jersey what do you think about this series? I it's a lot of experience to get a lot of against uh, a lot of youthfulness but realistically that's what we just saw with New Jersey and the Rangers.
0: Yeah, well, I guess I got to kind of rethink the experience thing here. I would normally say, you know, Carolina's got some teams, some players that have been through this a few times, have been in the playoffs. You know, you got that natural progression of year after year, just getting a little bit further. But, you know, it's Jersey. I st- would have thought that against the Rangers, and here we are. So I'm going to go with the fact that uh, if this Schmidt kid decides to stand on his head, and Jersey plays just free flowing. Who cares? We got this far. We're not expected to do anything. I could see them upset in Carolina, even though they're the favorites.
1: Definitely. No, and it's uh, you know what, it's just pretty interesting to see uh two Canadian teams in the last uh the in the eight already, and both with pretty good chances to move forward. So it's a good uh it's a good sight for for some Canadian hockey fans as well. It's pretty nice to have that. I think all of these series are going to be pretty entertaining. Um, yeah, even uh, even like Seattle Dallas, which is not a uh, a game I would I would have picked up right away, but I do think that that could be a pretty interesting series and pretty fun to watch. So I think there's going to be some really good games coming out of the next little bit.
0: Yep, round two looks like it's going to be pretty fun. Round one was probably one of the best rounds I've seen in a long time. Looking forward to round two, obviously. You know, my bracket's kind of shot now other than the Oilers getting to the finals. However, at least there's the ability or the possibility for there to be an Oilers in Toronto final, which might be the best thing that happened to hockey in 30 years to have not just a Canadian team get there, but two Canadian teams get there and two Canadian teams that are high offense that play exciting hockey and pits two of the top young players for the future of this league with Matthews against uh, McDavid and you got Marner and Dreisaitl. You could look at it like the matchups for that would be amazing, but you know, round two has got to happen first and there's some other strong teams in there.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, it, uh, if round one taught us anything, it's that uh, being a betting favorite, being a, a hiring scoring team against a defensive team doesn't necessarily guarantee anything. Uh, one strength against another weakness, like, None of these things seemed to matter. I mean, they were important, obviously. Things like the Oilers' power play was 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 relevant. But just overall, anything can happen, and that's why you play the game. So it's pretty fun to watch. Now it's just uh, hoping we can keep, keep on having that uh, Canadian content all the way to the end. All right, with that, I want to say thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, the current episode and all previous episodes of Sports Buds Hockey Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music, or you can check us out at www.sportsbuds.com or join our Facebook group. Lots of posts and uh, lots of a little bit of interaction and everything with our brackets and some other comments and things as well. So Sports Buds Hockey Podcast on Facebook. Please leave a comment. Let us know what we got right, what we got wrong, and of course, always let us know why. We love the game of hockey, and there's always so much to learn. It's been a lot of fun doing this for you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Sibs. Thanks, Mav. All right, have a great day.